today on CityCast Madison. If you haven't heard the name Dan Yoder, you've definitely seen his handiwork all over town. The bright neon signs for the Harvey House, Lucille, and the Jade Monkey, the restored Badger Liquor sign on State Street, and of course, the modern take on the historic sign that towers over the Orpheum Theater. These are just a few examples of Yoder's work with his team at Studio Sign Art. Today, Yoder joins Bianca Martin to learn all about the art of sign making, how this niche industry is evolving, and how signs help shape the look and feel of Madison. It's Tuesday, February 13th. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. Dan, hello. Hello. Nice to see everyone today. Yes, it's lovely to see you. You have a great beard. Well, thank you. (laughs) You are an aesthetic man. You've either made or restored some of Madison's most iconic signs. Anything from the huge signs like Badger Liquors and the Orpheum Theater on State Street to restaurant signs like Lola's, Umami Ramen, Dottie's Dumplings. Can't name them all. And not to make you pick a favorite, but which was the most fun to work on? Oh, that's a loaded question. They all come with... uh... (laughs) <laughs> each each project has a you know takes on a life of its own, but certainly the Orpheum sticks out uh, for many reasons. It, it checks pretty much all the boxes. Uh, it's old school. I get to spend quite a bit of time doing the research and finding images that I could work from to recreate the design. And we built that in our old shop, so there's a little bit of nostalgia there. It was a 1,600 square foot tiny tiny shop in Mount Horeb. That was 10 pounds of you-know-what in a five-pound bag uh, just to get that (laughs) sign built in our shop. And (laughs) so that one sticks out for sure. But they've all all been fun. That one, you know, blows my mind. It's safe to say it's probably Madison's most photographed sign. A 55-foot stunner, you know, originally from the, you know, 50s. Yeah, so you're working on it in your old shop, which is much smaller. You've since expanded, but... What was it like to work on that project? Like, what went into that? Well, one thing, just to clarify, and there's a lot of misconception about, we didn't restore anything. Um, There was a a replica that we built of the original sign from 1927. So in 1950s, somewhere in there, the original sign was removed and was replaced with what everybody knew as the Orpheum sign. So... There was some flack that was saying like, hey, you, you guys are taking down, you know, the original Orpheum sign and a piece of history, which of course we did, you know, had been up since the fifties, but a lot of people weren't aware that that was put up in the fifties. So it wasn't the 1927 sign. I'm glad that, that you not. said that because I've got this record, you know, when you saw State Street and it was like, I feel like it's got to be older than the fifties. Right. Yeah. So you did not take down the original. So we did not. Yep. The original was taken (laughs) down. We don't know what happened to it. A lot of those theater signs, you know, all these theaters opened up motion picture in the late, late twenties. And then, uh, unfortunately great depression happened. And a lot of them, you know, couldn't keep up the electricity bill for various other reasons, keep the doors open. So a lot of those theater signs, they were removed and put in a landfill or or something but anyway yeah going back to that there just was a lot of research that went into it painstakingly recreating the design you know from photographs and took i think uh, five months uh, right in there five or six months and then uh, the install went really smooth you know we've had simple simple signs that are much smaller that have taken 
two or three times as long, but there was good chi in that project from the beginning. Good energy. So I love to hear it. We need that in yes, Madison. Yes, we do. Yep. Yeah. Your signs really bring a lot of good energy. All of the signs that I've seen. Um, I saw the Lola sign. Uh, first thing I saw this year from you and it blew me away. Like it really, the neon signs are really gorgeous and the lights in the Orpheum sign. It's just like, you know, it adds shine to our streets. So, you know, in addition to the huge metal and electric signs, you also paint signs. Your company did the seven acre dairy butter mural in Paoli and their sign out front. How often do you do murals or hand painted signs? Yeah, it's it's strange because when I when I started my company, you know, in 2005, it didn't seem like sign painting was something that people were interested in. But somewhere in the 2009, 2010, I think things started to turn. People were kind of getting tired of the digital and the the cheap and the quick. And the pendulum swung, fortunately, and we were in the right spot at the right time and able to offer a service that um, a lot of other sign companies weren't. Yeah, I feel like Madison has a hankering for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we dig it. We yeah. get down with the nostalgia in the city. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, it goes without saying, our customers are a big part of this. Um, they see the value in this. Um, we have amazing customers that we're, we feel really aligned with. And when you have that alignment, you know, something special happens and the projects go really smooth. They're a joy to work on and there's no resistance. And so, yeah, a lot of this, we're very grateful for our clients that, that they see the same value in these um, we call them caretakers. We we tell them like you're now caretakers of, you know, some of these neon signs, and they they do need love and they do need care. They do need maintenance. That's uh, not like an LED sign. And we found that they are they are happy to do so because I think they understand what they have. You know, how did you get into this work? Uh, I happened to get a job at a sign shop when I was 19 years old. I barely graduated high school. Um, wasn't on the best path per se. And I saw these cool vans running around town, like these little Astro vans. And this was in, you know, the late nineties. And there was a cool airbrush. There was like a skull crawling out of the back, airbrushed onto the back of one of these vans. And it was a company called Vital Signs in Verona. Um, I didn't even know what they did, but I liked their vans. And I think my dad had a connection with Mike, the owner, and um, asked if, they had any room for someone like me. And so, yeah, I started um, there and instantly fell in love with the trade, like immediately. And I thought it was like some magical thing that, you know, how could this be a way to make a living? You know, it's commercial art. I got fired within a couple months, which was well-deserved. <laughs> uh, but I came back a couple months later, asked for my job back and, and worked there for another six years until... We parted ways and I started Sign Art Studio in 2005. So the magic stayed with you. It did. And it does every day. It really does. Well, you know, you're talking about your customers and your clients and them taking on these signs that take a little bit more care, but saying that they know that the value that they bring. I'm curious, do you think that the classic neon and big lighted signs will ever get replaced by something like LEDs and the digital stuff, perhaps less exciting, but more mod- modern? Um, they have, and that that is a big you know, goal of ours, certainly in the last probably 10 years, is to 
reintegrate neon back into the city of Madison. I think LED came along and, and digital printers and people can get stuff quicker, cheaper. Um, LED does last longer in some cases, which is kind of a, that's uh, a tricky conversation. Um, as an example, there's a sign they found in a wall somewhere in California, like they did some demolition. And I believe the sign was from the thirties or forties. And it was a neon sign that was still on literally inside of a wall. And that's just, I, they just found this like a year ago, a year or two ago. So under the right circumstances, neon can last a very long time. Will neon ever be completely and totally replaced? I hope not. Um, you know, I think as long as there's companies out there like us and neon benders still doing the work, I'd like to think not, but it's hard to say. LED has certainly done a number on the neon industry. That is for sure. You know, there's only mm -hmm. um, Tom Zicker with Neon Lab. I believe he's the only neon shop left in Dane County. You know, there used mm -hmm. to be quite a few. You know, there's another element that brings some exclusivity, I guess, to that, you know, that there are still a couple companies out there doing it. And we're proud to be one of those companies. That's for sure. Yeah. And maybe it gives you a little fire to keep the industry going. I, I, I've looked at your website and I'm so impressed with uh, the business ethics and the thoughtfulness um, that really comes across and your love of the industry and growing the industry. And it seems like a unique one that not many people work in, in sign work. Why is that? I don't know. I think everybody should work in the sign trade. <laughs> I really do. It's so, it's so great. Um, I yeah, like magic. Yes. Hey. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it absolutely is magic and certainly neon. I think my buddy Tom's a wizard. I've told him that many times. Um, I don't understand why the trade doesn't have as much exposure as it could. I think a lot of it probably just has to do with the size of the market itself, the actual signage market. You know, it's it's much smaller than the roofing market or con general construction, you know, trades. But that said, you know, if I can hang my hat on anything by the time I, I'm done with my career, it is bringing, you know, more spotlight to the sign trade itself. We do have a couple apprentices that have come into the shop over the last couple of years through the high school. Uh, we also had an intern uh, through University of Platteville. And we hope to continue to do that and expand on that. I'd like to um, have this conversation with the Boys and Girls Club about coming in and talking to some of their students about this trade. I don't know. I hope it, I hope it stays alive. That's for sure. I really do. I adore that. I was a Boys and Girls Club member and um, later went back and worked there. So awesome. yay. Yay for including the Boys and Girls Club. And and you just did signs for their new Verona Road location. We did. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, a great experience. And it was fun. We got to do design, you know, a lot of the creative design work on the front end and do the fabrication and uh, install. So it was fun to do that front to back. Yeah, I've seen a video of you pointing out what makes one neon sign more kind of beautiful than the LED lights. Yes. And what struck me was you clearly take a lot of pride in the artistry, the craft and the design. And I'm just curious, like, what what is that like? Like, what is, what goes into that job when you're going to make a sign? Like, what is that? What does that look like and feel like for you? It's a lot. So 
obviously we have a full team. I mean, we have around 25 people uh, full-time on our team. So there's a lot of different things that go into it, but it all starts initially on the front end with the creative design, a design concept basically. And, and that front end creative process then turns into, uh, well, then we got to estimate it. Um, and then customer signs off and then it moves to our technical department where they develop all of the build plans and they're very comprehensive plans. You know, we, this is where we figure out exactly how we're going to build the signs. There's coordination that needs to happen with engineers, electricians, masons, concrete, you name it. Once that planning is, is done, then it moves out to the shop and our fabrication team, which I'm on now. I'm back on the fabrication team and I'm happy to say that I get to be back hey. out in the shop, which is, it's been a long time coming. I've wanted to, so uh, making that happen for 24. Uh, but yeah, then we, then we build the signs and, um, all throughout the process, lots of meetings, more <laughs> meetings than probably anybody wants, but it's all part of the process. It's a complex production process. It's very complex. It is a, it is yeah. very complex. Most everything we build is from raw materials, you know, so raw aluminum materials that come in and we bend it, shape it, weld it, mold it, you know paint it turn it bop it twist yep, it exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah and you're one of the few shops that actually designs and makes your signs yeah in our area yeah it's an honor i really enjoy seeing it actually manifest into a real actual tangible thing you know to go from a and see it happen out in the shop that's great what's the next big sign you're doing Currently, right now, I actually just so I just drove by the site. So right now, the we're install crew is at the Palisade building, which is right near Johnson and Francis, right down by Nitty Gritty. And these two big, giant architectural spires that go up off the top of the building. I think they're 135 feet to the top of the building. They project above that, um, and then this big canopy that gets mounted um, down on the ground floor on the entry level, which will be coming in a couple of weeks. And uh, so, yeah, they're doing big, big work up in the air as we speak right now. So, Ooh. which is fun. And then, we, yeah, a bunch of other projects going on in the shop. We got some getting shipped down to Indiana that's getting crated up today. Um, I've been working on a couple of monument signs. One goes in El to Elkhorn, another one in Sun Prairie. So we got all sorts of stuff going on right now. You're busy. We are. Yeah, before I let you go, you've made thousands of signs. Is there a sign in Madison that you didn't make but wish you had? Uh, yes, there's a lot. It's funny you bring that up because I don't know. I mean, I don't have one in particular. I will say the uh, the university, I don't know what to call it, University Square. What is that? Where the, the lucky building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. I always wished we could have worked on, there was like that cool elephant oh, yeah. like thing by that entry. I always wish we could have worked on that, but... It's funny now as we've started to get a pretty good uh, footprint in Madison, I'll see buildings, you know, go up and I'm like, hey, why aren't we working on that? Who's working on that project and why aren't we? You know, I get, get a little territorial <laughs> as I've, you know, we've expanded, but we have plenty of work to go around um, and we've got good relationships with all our competitors here at Madison. So we have a good time. Amazing. Well, thank you, Dan, for bringing uh, the magic to Madison. We appreciate you talking to us, too, on CityCast. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much. 
That was Dan Yoder, president of Sign Art Studio. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Dylan Brogan. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this podcast with a fan of M. Night Shyamalan's 2002 thriller, Signs? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, 